there it is. The greatest advance in television since color television itself. Okay, boys, here we go. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Not a Bomb. Normally, this is the podcast where we discuss films that either bombed at the box office or were panned by the critics. This isn't that show. This is Not a Bomb Watches. To assist me on this journey through 26 blissful episodes of anime um, in the Not a Bomb cinematic universe, he is our Spider Man. Uh, we are, we, as we borrow him from another podcast, he is Sammy. From the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, Sammy, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm ready to talk some anime. I like that. Being compared to Spider-Man is not a bad deal. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> also, is my very own Jet Black, Troy Sauer. Troy, happy anniversary! Well, wait, and welcome. He gets Spider-Man, and I get Jet Black. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Jet, you will learn that Jet Black is kind of the leader of the show. Oh, was the show we're, the show we're talking about tonight? Yeah, his name is Jet Black. Oh, okay, the guy who cooks. Wow, did you even watch? I did. Jet, yeah. I didn't put a jet. I got Jet Black. Yes, I jet didn't Black. pay attention. But still, he gets Spider Man, and okay, whatever. <sighs> I can't do anything right. I host one show, and I'm already getting no, shit no, on. No, you do. You do You're doing great. I I love being Jet Lee Black. I love being Jet Black. Wow, Sammy gets yeah. to be Spider-Man. Go ahead. I wasn't even so, Iceman. Come on. Oh, like from okay. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. But that's okay. Uh, Go ahead. Okay. Well, like I said, normally uh, our podcast is all about films that bombed at the box office or were panned by the critics. But we decided to do something a little bit different. We are doing a Not a Bomb Watches where we do Cowboy Bebop, um, which is 26 episodes, um, originally airing in 1998, and I believe – uh, 1999. Um, I originally saw this on Toonami. Does anyone remember Toonami? I do. Yeah. Barely. Uh, Cartoon Network. Barely. Yep. <laughs> um, so I guess I want to start off first before we get into the actual show. Sammy, I'll start with you. What's your experience with anime TV? Do you have a whole lot? Uh, no, I don't have a whole lot. It's one of those things that I've always kind of wanted to try uh, and just never have. You mean the Overfiend hasn't really like led you to the anime TV shows? Oh I'm not my, the only oh. I'm not the only one on the show who's seen the Overfiend now. Oh my god, that you you warned me and uh oh boy, I wasn't I wasn't ready. I was transgressive cinema is an understatement. Oh my god. I had to take a shower after I watched that thing. Oh lord. Oh my god. Uh, should see no. a priest afterwards as well. Uh, I'm going to church like daily, dude. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> sure, Jose will like that quite a bit. He's the only other person I know who's seen it. But no, the, the anime. Uh, we so this goes all the way back to our original conversation about anime when I was on the Speed Racer show, 
And it was always a genre that I liked and has all the the pieces that you would think that I would just dive right into. But I've never really had anything that's really captured my imagination outside of the the big hitters, you know, the Akiras and the the Overfiends <laughs> and things like that. So um, Bubblegum Crisis, uh, Cowboy Bebop, but was it what's Lodos War? Is that one? Record of yeah. Lotus War? Yeah. So all these things I've always meant to get into and never have uh, never have even uh, tried. So it's one of those things. And then Troy asked me, uh, like I said, I think when we were walking uh, along the shores of Mer- of Baltimore, if I would be interested. And I was like, well, here's my opportunity. Awesome. Troy. Yes. What is your experience? Because I know the answer, but I have to ask it anyway, because the audience doesn't know. Oh, it's super limited. I have, <laughs> I've watched a lot of Japanimation films. Uh, I've seen, I think, Record of Lotus War, which uh, I didn't discover on television. I mean, I think I've accidentally come across anime shows. So as an example, um, growing up, I watched Battle of the Planets, I think it was called. But mm. originally, that is it Gotcha Man? Am I, do I have that right? I think, I think that's correct. Yeah, so I think, I, right. I think I think I've come across uh, Japanimation shows and haven't known it, but if you were to ask me, like you know, Batman the animated series, yep, saw all that. Uh, Spider Man and his amazing friends. I mean, in '81, that that was that was my jam at nine. So the movies I'm more familiar with, uh, City Hunter, I discovered as a Jackie Chan film, and then when I found out it was based off of um, Japanimation. I did dive into a little bit of that TV series and some of the animated movies they did, but I haven't seen like the full run. So I, I am so, uh, I, again, I don't know very much about this genre outside of the heavy hitters. And again, that's, that's probably the movies more so than any of the TV shows. Yeah. So I, I kind of started off with you know, Dragon Ball Z. Obviously that was something that was on Cartoon Network when I was growing up, um, which led me to like, Evangelion. Um, I remember going to the mall and buying those for twenty nine ninety nine on VHS. You oh, got wow. two episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would take money that I would scrounge up, you know, mowing lawns and just birthday money, and I was getting that. And it was like, what am I spending thirty dollars on this for? But I loved it, and I watched all of those all the time. Um, and then I remember a show that I watched a lot. It was called Ronin Warriors, which I think is also called like Samurai Troopers. Um, really cool show. Um, and then of course there's stuff like, uh, full metal alchemist and kill a kill normal, uh, which is a little bit more recent. And then I, uh, just watched the demon slayer movie. So I, I think I'm going to start watching that show as well. And then, um, attack on Titan. I think everyone should watch attack on Titan because it is an amazing show. Oh, I've seen, um, so I've seen the live action movie of that. Oh, you have. Yes. And I liked it. Oh, and I did watch, uh, based on a, a good friend, Jose, um, who's been on the show. I have recently watched a Japanimation TV show. I think it's called Parasite, which okay. was just blew my mind. That was so bonkers, but I loved it. I mean, and again, it's a, a Japanimation horror. Um, but yeah, I, but yeah, Attack on Titans. I've, I, okay, that's a, that's a cartoon. Got it. That's I've seen what, the film. The things you, yes, yes. Okay, got it. <laughs> Okay, um, Troy, is this your first? So this is your first time watching Cowboy Bebop, then? I think I've seen the film. 
which when you were when you were bringing this up, I thought we were watching the film for the pocket. You're like, no, it's a TV show. I'm like, oh, well, that would that would make sense why it was called Cowboy Bebop the movie. I was a little dense when it comes to this genre. So I believe I saw the film, but I've never seen this TV show. And I don't even remember anything about the film, to be quite honest. Okay. we I think we might do the film at the very end of this. We'll see how the first 13 episodes go and whether or not we want to dive into the film. But I'm guessing by the end of this, we will want to. Um, Sammy, what about you? I have never seen the film. Uh, I only know of Cowboy Bebop uh, literally through word of mouth. It's one of those things. And okay. uh, listen to you all talk about it. I do realize I've seen a lot more Japan animation on TV than I thought because I did watch Dragon Ball Z for a while. And uh, I think I, I think I watched this creator's other series a little bit. Samurai Champloo, I think is what it's called. Uh-huh. I think I watched some of that. I'm pretty sure I watched some of that because it's kind of a hip hop type of uh, that's weird to say out loud. I sound like hip-hop-y. a hip hoppy. Okay, I'm, hop. I'm, I'm, I'm a dad <laughs> trying to explain something to a kid. It's a little hip hoppy there, son. Yes. <laughs> but uh, turn down I, that damn music. Yeah. Now your bass is a little deep. The uh no, the it I, I remember that a little bit. So some of my memories are being kind of jogged listening to you guys talk about it. And then Robotech. Robotech was what? Yes. Oh, yes. I think I've seen a little bit of that one. I couldn't ever get into it, but I do remember yeah. watching some of that. Also called Macross as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I almost feel like they might have made Robotech toys at some point when they I did. Played, when we they were, did. Yeah. So the the jets kind of had legs on them. You yes, you've seen those before. I I think Funimation is actually putting out a huge set of that soon because I might have just pre-ordered that. But anyway, um, <laughs> on to Cowboy Bebop. Um, let's get into the first episode. The first episode or first session, if you will, is called Asteroid Blues. Um, and I guess we will kind of break down the episode, give a short synopsis, and then we'll get into our thoughts. Um, like I said, Troy, Jet Black is uh, sort of the, the chef and the sidekick slash maybe leader of this uh, Bebop spaceship. And Spike Spiegel is on there as well. Um, I guess we should reverse a little bit. There is a sort of flashback, flash forward. I don't want to spoil when this little sequence happens in the show. Um, but there is a shootout in maybe a church-esque place and we kind of see Spike uh, maybe in some sh- in, in a stressful situation. I don't know if you guys picked up on, on that because it's a little weird. You open up a show in a, you know, either a flashback or flash forward. Um, and that's literally the first sort of impression the show makes on you. Yeah. yeah Did y'all I, pick up on that? I have a note, like what is going on? Because um, <laughs> the, the whole idea of this, right, is we're just watching like two episodes a week. Yes, so and I, I so and for full disclosure, I've seen this show all the way through probably three or four times, and I, I literally have seen this first episode maybe twenty times. Oh, to okay. be honest with you, yes, I've seen it um, once. Yeah, so so I have uh, no idea what's going on in the beginning there. <laughs> seen it twice. I had to watch it twice. So, so <laughs> I know what happens in the future, but I will play dumb for you guys in the audience. Cause I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to say anything that it will give anything away. Cause that would be yeah. a dick move and I don't want to do that. So can, I, can uh, I ask a quick question real quick? So um, Brad, you and I were just talking about this. I love the fact that we're watching two episodes a week and taking our time with it. But my family decided to, to jump in and watch this and it is killing them 
<laughs> that we are not watching like 10 episodes a night and finishing this off in like two or three days. Are, are either of you guys like the binge type or do you just, I really enjoy sort of letting a couple episodes marinate, but I don't know if it's because I grew up in, in an era where you watched an episode and you had to wait a week and talk about that episode for a while. But I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about this. No, I, I like seeing something and letting it marinate with it and think about it. Um, and I think you appreciate shows more that way. You know, you watch a show. I remember when Stranger Things came out and it was such a phenomenon. And I watched that first season with my wife. And we were done in an afternoon. I'm like, okay, that's it. And then you kind of don't, it doesn't sit with you that long. You watch it in a weekend, you talk to someone on Monday and then you're on to something different. Um, yeah, I, I'm like you, Troy. Yeah. I'm, I'm like you as well. And I don't know if it's our generation or what it is. Obviously it's not because Brad is that way, but (laughs) I think also, you know, we, we love movies and we love other forms of media. All three of us do video games, uh, movies, um, comic books, graphic novels, books, that age old thing, the book. Um, we love all these things. And I, I often laugh when somebody sits down and watches nine hours of television and then says, Oh, I can't go to that movie. It's two hours and a half long. (laughs) I'm always like, what, what What? you just, you just spent all day Saturday watching TV. (laughs) But I, I don't. I just. I've never really been a big binge watcher. I guess there was a time when D, when TV first hit DVD. I can remember tearing through like a, a box set of like Gilligan's Island or Frasier, like in the, on a Saturday. But then I remember thinking that seemed like a, a major waste <laughs> of my time and of the product itself. So I like I like uh, spreading it out. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I might do like two two episodes in a sitting, maybe. Yeah. If it's twenty um, minute shows. Yeah. I'll, I'll do two episodes. If it's a 40 minute show, I tend to only watch one. Okay, good. Cause in this house, I'm the crazy one, but I'm glad that there are others out there like me because everybody thinks I'm just full blown crazy for not just watching it all in one setting. Okay. I'm sorry, Brett, go ahead. No, you're good. Um, so, so then we find our characters on the bebop. Um, and then there's a bounty, which we kind of learned that spike is a bounty hunter. And there's a bounty for this guy who has, killed some of the people in his own syndicates and has sort of run off with this drug called bloody eye, which I don't know if you all watched the dubbed or subtitled version, but in the dubbed, there's a mistake where one of the guy calls it red eye um, one time. And, uh, but anyway, and uh, Spike and, and, and Jet are off to basically get this bounty. Um, an important kind of aspect to all the bounties is they have to be brought in alive to collect the money. So, um, so then we go to Tijuana, which is kind of a cool sort of setting. And, uh, there's a cool, was go it, ahead, Troy. Was it Tijuana or was it a like Tijuana asteroid? Co- so I got the feeling it, it wasn't on earth. Was it, or was no, it? Okay. No, no. So it's this like, is not, okay. It's a, well, go ahead. I think- I think the angle they take is they're taking all of these Western elements and kind of spreading them out in this galaxy universe. Cause at first I was kind of thinking, this is the reason why I went back and watched the first episode again, because I didn't really capture that at first. At first I thought, okay, they're in Tijuana. So they're in Mexico, but it doesn't look like Mexico at all. And nobody really looks of Latin heritage of any sort. Uh, but Tijuana makes sense in the sense of the bounty hunter 
and the Western and kind of what's going on. And it just seems like it's kind of this this creator, Shinichiro Watanabe, is uh, trying to kind of pay homage to Westerns that he may have. Because we, we know the Japanese, they love the, the American Western and we love the Japanese samurai films. Yeah. So that's something <laughs> we kind of share. So I think that's what the whole point of the everything's kind of named something like that. Yeah, I believe Tijuana. I believe it's on the asteroid belt. This okay. asteroid. So asteroid blue, I think is. I think it might be a blue asteroid. I, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I just remember the anyway. background kind of folding. It almost looked yes. Elysium like. Yes. Uh, it, yeah, you can yep. see in the for in the background that it kind of is a big. I want to say like a halo, but right. you know, it, it kind of is like that. Um, then we have a really cool shootout. Um, the shootout in the bar is, is really nice. Our, our main bad guy takes the bloody eye and slows down time and is like dodging bullets and all that stuff. And, and, um, then I guess like he escapes and, uh, then we can see spike kind of interact with the, the bad guy's girlfriend character. And, uh, I like the, the scene where he steals all the groceries when they're falling on the ground and, because we learned very early that Spike and Jet are pretty poor. Um, uh, seems like every time something happens, Spike either uh, wrecks the the ship or does something to always kind of cost them money, um, which that's kind of throughout. Um, yeah, and then then Spike kind of runs into Asimov, and we kind of then that kind of projects us to the end of the episode. Um, Again, these are 24 minute episodes. So like they go like there is no fat on this first episode at all. Like it moves and it goes action set piece. I do like uh, when they kind of meet up again and they have the hand to hand combat. Like the the fight scene is really, really good. Um, The fight scene kind of indicates how good of a fighter that Spike is because the guy is still seeing things slowly. But, you know, he gets punched in the face pretty good and you get that anime like face with the eyes bulging out and all that stuff. Um, and then at the very end, uh, Asimov is killed by his girlfriend and they don't get to collect any of the bounty. So spoiler um, geez. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Hey, you had, you had like 22 years. So if yeah, you I'm, haven't I'm, seen it now, I'm guessing by doing the show that, you know, folks should probably, I mean, it's probably a little late to say this now. That yeah, if we didn't that. say it at the beginning. Yeah. This is the, <laughs> this is the first episode, this. so yeah. Um, well, but, uh, the overall the overall arc isn't there. Uh, yeah. yeah, we haven't spoiled that yet. So. Yeah. So, so Troy, I'll start with you. What were your initial thoughts on Asteroid Blue? Uh, first of all, I love that theme song, Tank. Yeah, that theme song slaps. Tank. Oh my is gosh, maybe one of the best theme songs of all time. That was fantastic. Um, I knew the jazz, I knew the jazz was going to get you going. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So I'm glad you loved it. Yeah. <laughs> th- there were two elements to this thing and Sammy, I'm, I'm going to steal from you because after we watched this, we had done a little bit of an exchange. And so this goes to full credit for you on part of this, but after that first episode in my head, um, if Robert Rodriguez, cause this is what you were talking about, Sammy, if, if Robert Rodriguez as a director decided to do a Japanimation and wanted to do something that was in the film noir genre, this is exactly what he would create. Well, you know that El Rey is a homage to El, and the Desperado, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and Asimov is, a, is an homage to uh, El Mariachi. 
Okay, well, that, that makes perfect sense in terms yes. of what this thing is like. Well, I mean, the bar scene alone feels like the bar scene in Desperado. Yes. Yeah, in Selma Hayek, literally, the, the girlfriend <laughs> yeah. in this looks pretty close to Selma Hayek. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're watching an animated version of Desperado. However, there very much has this film noirish uh, treatment to it, especially, especially in the end. Right. Um, And I, I gotta tell you, I mean, we we talked about this when we were, uh, there was a question in last week's episode about have you, you know, ever really ever walked out of a, of, of a movie. I don't walk out of movies, but after one or two episodes of a TV show, if it's not doing it for me, I'm, I'm bailing. I can tell you this first episode just smacks you right between the eyes. And I was super excited. And again, I was talking about that first episode for a while with the family. And of course the family was like, well, can we get to number two? And I'm like, no, 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 wait, do you remember this? This looks just like, and, and I'm quoting all these things and just super excited about the style and the animation of it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, the, the first episode to me is a visual, just it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's visually hitting your eyeballs the way that tank hits your ears. And I mean, it just grabs your attention. So that, that was my first impression of it. And yeah, I'm sorry, when it goes Sammy, one, two, to, three, or three, two, yeah. one, let's jam. You're just like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. Like this show has me at like the five second mark. When that theme song hits, you're just, okay, I'm in. I'm in. Like yeah. that's all I need. And I, I couldn't resist Sammy. I mean, it, it, that when you were talking about Robert Rodriguez, I'm like, yes, this this is exactly what that is. But yeah. you, and there's a lot of homages to like, you know, fistful of dollars and you know, Sierra Leone, um, or Sergio Leone, uh, you know, uh, all those Westerns. Um, there's a lot of stuff yeah. throughout this show. So be ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll ch- chime yeah, in. Yeah, go ahead. Sammy. Kind of my first thoughts, uh, first of thoughts on this. So I'd never seen it, uh, fired it up and immediately was kind of, uh, I liked the theme song quite a bit as well. Um, I loved it actually, but the, the thing that caught me right off the bat is the stylization of this format of what they're doing. Yeah, it's it is noirish, but and, but it has some very western elements and uh the each episode and we'll talk about the second one as well, but the first this first episode, you know, you get a little bit of, you can see where Robert Rodriguez has probably seen this and then you can see where this creator has obviously seen things like Bonnie and Clyde. And, and oh, the death! Like, the death is very Bonnie and Clyde. Yes. Oh, it's very Bonnie and Clyde. Yes. And and actually caught me off guard completely. I did not expect that. I thought, I thought what I was getting into with twenty six episodes was, um, by watching this is kind of the setup it, that he was going to be chasing this particular bad guy over the twenty six episodes. And I don't know why I thought that, but because I but I didn't read anything about it. I'm going. That's a that's your typical mind. arch, though. You set up yeah. the first episode. You set up your antagonist and your protagonist, and it's a chase throughout the, uh, the series. Or whatever. yeah, I got to add to that, Sammy. I was the same way. I really liked this villain and the relationship yeah. with his girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm on. I'm, but I think that's modern TV where I'm like, okay, well, for the next whatever episodes, it's uh, the cook and the bounty hunter chasing after these two. And so to find out that this is sort of a self-contained um, story that yeah. <laughs> that shocked me, but I mean, yeah. it did me as well. And and I'm looking forward to that as we experience this um, because the second episode has a different feel than this one does. This one does have a really nice action set piece toward the back end, 
but this one is also kind of setting up our characters a little bit and stuff. And I really like the relationship so far between Spike and uh, Troy or Jet Black. And <laughs> Apparently, really that's offensive. Enjoy, <laughs> I really enjoy the uh, the relationship between them and the kind of joke with the beef. Is this beef? No, I don't think that's beef. Um, whatever. I, I really enjoy that. And the first thing, I mean, again, I've, I said this a while ago. We we are all movie lovers, uh, probably first and foremost. But we love to be entertained. Period. Um, uh, immediately my brain's going because I haven't seen the uh, 2001 animated film but there's supposed to be a live action film being made correct is that is that what they want to do with Netflix yes yeah and I'm thinking to myself uh, to kind of go back to what Troy said I mean if they don't hire Robert Rodriguez <laughs> to do this it, it'll be uh, a calamity they probably will not hire him but uh, I mean, they really should because it does at least this episode feels very much like something uh, that he that he has been very inspired by. I won't say that they inspired by him because this is, well, no, I don't know. When, when did Desperado come out? Oh, Desperado was first, I believe. Oh wow. Okay, so yeah. that maybe yeah. So I got my I got my stuff backwards in my head. So yeah, I have to believe. Yeah, they, they Desperado, I think was ninety five. So. Yeah, it was it was a few years before because yeah. if this was ninety eight in because it didn't come out in two thousand one in the U S. So this is ninety eight in Japan, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, 2001 in the United States. And you think about all those directors that we love that are very influential, the John Woo's and the, you know, and how he influences Robert Rodriguez and things like that. And I don't know. I, I got a lot of vibes like that. From, that's why I fired that when I fired that text off. I was like, is anybody else getting this? Because, man, it was it was like a, a wet sponge of uh, Robert Rodriguez-ness. Is that a word? I don't think that's a word at all. That it wasn't, it, it was is crazy. now. I love it. We're going <laughs> to copyright that. Rodriguez-ness. <laughs> I'll allow but, it. Yeah. The only thing missing is Selma Hayek walking across the street, which would be, uh, you know, that's deadly. <laughs> a bonus. Yeah. Something with the word bone in it, yes. <laughs> for, for me, um, I love this first episode. I think as a, what you would want, I don't know if, so this might be an ignorant thing and I'm, I'm going to sound like Vincent here in just a second, but pilot, what's a pilot? Like, is that just the first episode of a TV show? A, a is that pilot? what a pilot is? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. you, usually, I, I'm not an expert, but you always hear these things where they shoot the pilot with the intent to kind of show it to the studios or whoever to see if it gets green light, you know, green lit for a series. Yeah. So a lot of times, um, I think this has happened with like famous shows like Star Trek where they shoot the pilot with, you know, uh, a feel look, a cast member. And then if the studio comes back and says, we like it, sometimes they'll make changes and you'll end up even with different cast members when, you know, the series officially kicks off. So um, a, a lot of times in live action, your pilot may not match the, I don't know, the continuity or the feel of the rest of the series because it's sort of a proof of concept. The first episode's a proof of concept before they go. Now, I don't know if they do that anymore per se, because I know most of these deals are based on, hey, we're pitching you like a six or 12 episode or 26 episode thing and they could just kind of go shoot it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. I think, so we'll call this thing a pilot just for yeah, for ease. But I, I think as a pilot episode of a TV show, this does everything that you want it to do to get you hooked and kind of get the feel of the show. Now I will say this is like the only episode where it's 
Spike and and, and Jet, um, their crew does kind of expand later on. But it, so if you like those two characters, this is them kind of interacting the most. Um, and I really like their sort of play on each other. Jet is, we see at the very first, like he's making dinner for Spike and himself and sort of taking on that fatherly role. Um, and Spike is doing his Tai Chi or karate or whatever it is. Um, it kind of showing that he's a little bit more maybe self-absorbed, you know, the kind of their dichotomy on, on what they're doing at the beginning of the show. And at the end, you know, they finally get their beef. Um, I, I think, I, I think the action in this is really great. I think one of the things I like about anime um, is the action is sort of the, the way they portray action, obviously in animation, like um, motion blur is a really hard thing to do. Um, I like the way anime kind of portrays that aesthetic. Um, usually anime is a little bit more adult. Like here we have a lot of people getting shot and killed and, um, you know, eyes bulging out and a lot of violence. And I like that in my cartoons because I want it to be a little bit more adult. And, you know, here we have this, you know, drugs that are involved. And again, it's like everything that we know about movies and TV shows is like, okay, here's our good guys. Here's our bad guy. Here's the MacGuffin or, you know, whatever. And we're going to be going along this journey of them chasing this guy, this whole series. And then at the end, it totally bucks that trend. And I think that's a good setup for the TV show is, you know, these guys are bounty hunters. There's 300,000 bounty hunters in the universe or the galaxy. And there's just as many guys that have bounties on their head. And so they're going to be going after these guys. Um, I will say the music also, not only just the theme, but, you know, the interluding uh, tracks between scenes and stuff like that is very Western. It's this thing has a lot of weird sort of, motifs going on at the same time that they all just mesh well together. Um, you have a jazz opening with a, like a cowboy show. Um, but it's also very, uh, space oriented as well. This is like firefly done correctly. Yes, John, I said it like, this is the fire <laughs> firefly wants to be this show. Yeah. Um, that is obvious. I, I have to, I have to assume Joss Whedon was a cowboy bebop fan. Um, what he, oh, absolutely. what he should have learned was how to do a theme song correctly from this. But, um, yeah, I, I, you, you can see Firefly, I think to, to some degree, I, and again, haven't watched all the episodes, but just, I get a feel that there's a lot of the space Westerns that probably borrowed from this series. And obviously this thing is borrowing from other things, but, uh, I, I, I like the fact of how cool it feels. It's funny, but it's not this slapstick overt humor it's it's very relationship humor humor observational i mean the the guys in the bar who are playing cards and you know he's <laughs> talking about mining and he's like you old idiot that's us <laughs> you yeah. know so i i find that um it it's very funny it's not like laugh out loud funny but you're chuckling through the whole thing and it's got that right balance which gives this air of coolness and there's really good tension between spike and um, jet, but it's, it's sort of fun tension. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, this, this is the epitome of, of sort of a cool TV show. If you were like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for something that's um, 
going to have the right balance of action, comedy, and just sleekness and style to it. I mean, I haven't seen something, uh, quite honestly, this good in a while that kind of, you know, checks all those boxes. Yeah, even when Spike, like, looks like he's getting overtaken, um, you know, when he's getting choked out, um, he's always, he kind of has a plan and he grabs the, the, uh, the bloody eye yeah. and, you know, uses that as sort of a, as a way to get to Asimov. Um, so he's never really counted out in a way, you know, cause you would think, oh, he's getting choked out. This guy's going to be one of those bumbling idiot characters that, you know, every episode is like, oh, here's where he gets knocked out or here's where he needs to get rescued. Yeah. And here, like they immediately turn that it's like oh no i was i kind of had that planned out um well you always expect that anyway because it's asian and asians love to have the bumbling idiot character yeah yeah <laughs> that's a trademark that they yeah, love to rely upon but yeah i agree with what uh troy said and what you're saying as well i mean this is a uh that's why i think i said when i was on i can't remember what episode it was but i said i'd watched the first episode and i said i'm in i'm in because it was a really good uh appetizer for what uh I think you're trying to set up. And again, I haven't watched anything fast past the first two episodes yet. I haven't jumped ahead. I've been tempted. I was almost tempted actually today. I'm getting peer um, pressure daily and I've, I've held out. Don't, so don't give in Troy. I, I, I know I'm staying strong. Okay. Uh, so any other thoughts on episode one? I, I think for me, I would say it's almost a damn near perfect 24 minutes. Uh, Troy, would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I put a note here like, wow, that ending. Uh, now, you spoiled it, but I'm just saying, not knowing what that ending is, it was refreshing. It was just so refreshing to see that type of ending, and it it didn't feel out of place. I, I worry about an ending like that kind of being there for the sake of just being there, but it made total sense, especially with how the characters were talking about Mars and their future and everything else, yep. and... Um, yeah, I just, I love that ending. I mean, that, that, that was the first thing I walked away from was, wow, that they stuck the landing on that ending. It, it was a big surprise and, uh, I, I loved it. And unfortunately, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the show, it's not a big surprise anymore. I apologize. Well, <laughs> Troy, I think you're trying to dig at me. I don't like it. I am. I, That's called I, passive I think, aggressiveness. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, now I lost my train of thought, you jerk. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Almost like that, that conversation between Jet Black and, uh, yeah. and Spike. You and call me yeah. Jet, Spike, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here's, uh, here's your beef. No. <laughs> Race the dough. <laughs> the, like, but like you were saying, she knew at that point in time that her fantasy of, of going and living on Mars was that was just going to be a fantasy and they were always going to be on the run. The syndicate was always going to be after them. They couldn't do anything to alleviate having to look over her shoulder. And that was her only way out. Um, And it it is a, it kind of sets the stage like, okay, like anything is pretty much possible in this show when it comes to the villains and the good guys and, and all that, like they will get killed. They will kill themselves. They will do drugs, you know, um, so it gives you a lot of you know possibilities and a different like variety in what's going to happen. I, um, and I, I'm I'm going to say this now. I'd be totally wrong, but I'm kind of getting a Mando vibe from this show. Um, so uh, it might be the, so throughout TV's history, um, because I, I've said before in the past, I'm a huge fan of television. But 
uh, throughout TV's history, the bounty hunter has always been a big part of it. Yeah. Even if you go back to the one of my favorite bounty hunter shows. Yeah, like Dog. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great show. I, I'm ashamed to admit that me and my wife watched Dog for a while. Uh, anyway, this that was back when I thought reality TV was cool, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was right when I was listening to Limp Biscuit, like I was today. <laughs> uh, thanks, Brad. Yeah, no and, problem. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, Steve McQueen's show, uh, Wanted Dead or yeah. Alive, uh, the Bounty Hunter show, great that show. was uh, great. And you know, I'm I'm not. Our generation is one generation removed from uh, the kind of Quentin Tarantino generation, which grew up on those television westerns. But I saw a lot of those television westerns as a kid on rerun. So the Rifleman and uh, Wanted Dead or Alive and uh, Bat Masterson and all 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 these things. I'm get. I think you know, Man Mandalorian obviously kind of cribs on that a lot as well, and I certainly think that that bounty hunter element. I don't know what it is about the bounty hunter itself, but it it really works in an episodic nature. And I've I guess it's. I mean, even if you think of Briscoe County Junior, yeah, it's, it's you yeah. know that's a bounty hunter show, right? Yeah, and uh, it's it's just amazing how well that works in a television format. Or, or Baywatch yeah. Nights was that a bounty hunter show? That was a. Uh, I was going to, I was going to make a very crass joke, and I'm not going to. And it about, involved it involved hunting. <laughs> oh my god! Would that be of, of the mill variety? <laughs> what about bounty law? Did you? It might. Bounty, it might have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It might have rhymed with hunt. Okay. okay yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. There. So speaking Boom, of of, of variety, I think we get into the second episode. Uh, Stray Dog Strut. Um, and this episode is about uh, a guy stealing a um, intelligent dog. A data dog. A data dog. Well, no, they, they list him as a serial pet kidnapper, which made me yes. laugh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's basically episode two. It's a chase after a dog. Um, and it's it's got a different, obviously a much different tone than the first episode. Yeah. And I was curious after you guys watched the that initial first episode, how Stray Dog would, how that would make you feel because it is such a shift in the show. So immediately, like you come off that first episode and then here's this one. Um, you got this guy who looks like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and they even have like a, uh, Spike even uses nunchucks, which you're like, oh, okay, there's a nice Bruce Lee game of death sort of uh, throwback. Um, so, Troy, give me your thoughts on Stray Dog Strut, episode session two. Uh, I had to, I had to go look up to see if it was a different director and writer, which it was, because uh, it threw me off. So you're absolutely right. You start with this sequence in the first episode, which is very mysterious. Then you, you get um, this Western motif with, film noir kind of merged in and then you come into episode two and it, I feel like there's a little bit more comedy. Uh, I, I did laugh a little bit more. It's a super fun episode and it, it, I, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting it. I, I'll say this after the, just the second episode, the thing that I'm loving the most is it is so diverse in tone, but yet at the same time it maintains the integrity of the characters are going through like spike and jet don't act any different. They're just in a different situation and they, they maintain the integrity of the character that's established in the first episode. 
but um, situationally they're in something entirely different. And um, even the bounty that they're going after is completely different. So did, I, he have a, did he have a face-off situation or does he just change his face? He didn't change it with someone else. I think he just changed, he changed his face to hire. Yeah. Yeah. So I was um, hoping it was a, ch- a face-off situation. Like <laughs> yeah. this guy was a big John Woo guy. So and, and I love off. the fact it's, it's between uh, spike jet and these scientists who are after the data dog. And you've got that one scientist. I mean, the, the one next to him is just complaining. And the other one, he just has this constant line. Seems that way. Seems that way. And I, I was cracking up every time you say it, but yeah, this, this episode tonally, entirely different. And I liked it. Uh, and I, I probably laughed a little bit more through this one, but it is, uh, it's so much fun. It was, it was really fun. Yeah. Seems that way. <laughs> Seems that way. <laughs> yeah, that lot. And I even wrote that down in quotation marks here and I can't remember why I wrote it down, but now I know. So, uh, what about you, Sammy? Go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, let you go. Uh, I like this one too. It does have a different feel. Uh, it's interesting. It kind of almost has a a uh, and I don't know why I got this. I think because there's so many scenes where water is involved, but it almost feels like a. I know it's not Venice, but it almost feels like a city on the water type thing, or a city surrounded by water. But you know, obviously Japan is an island, so I guess maybe that has some influence. But this one felt much more like the kind of run and gun chase kind of western sort of in a way. Uh, the data dog was a total surprise. Like uh, again, I haven't. I'm not looking at these episodes on IMDb or anything before I watch them. I'm just literally hitting play and going um, because I find that the best way to watch television. I feel like sometimes synopsis on on IMDb kind of give you give away an episode. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of just, you know, I just kind of go in blank slate because I'm kind of like uh, Troy as well. And I, it probably has a lot to do with our age. But if something doesn't really grab me in three or four episodes, I'm, I'll, I'll usually go three or four before I give it up. Um, I think I made it through three episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to kind of go back to that conversation you all had um, before I said, nope, not for me. Um, but I'll sometimes I'll, if, if it's a short series, I'll chug through anyway, but that's we'll, we'll talk about that as we go oh, on. Oh, you, you mean Loki? Yeah, like Loki. <laughs> yeah, like Loki. Or wow. even... I mean, I mean, the, those six episode series, I mean, I mean, at that point, you're basically just committing to like a two and a half hour movie anyway. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go ahead and watch that. And I, but only thing I regret when I those is like, I just want to go ahead and just, I should have just watched them all in one setting. That's what I should have binged. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, the six episode thing catches me. Cause when you're in episode three, you're like, well, pff, I'm almost, I'll finish <laughs> yeah. it. I'm not really yeah. digging it, but I'll finish it. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It catches me too. Um, but this one, yeah, it's, it's a little bit more, uh, it's a little bit more, I think amped up. It's got, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, it's got a lot more movement to it. It just feels like, uh, you know, the characters are moving around a little bit more. It feels like it's a little bit more action inspired. Um, I didn't even catch the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar thing uh, until you said it just a minute ago, Brad. I didn't even catch that. So now all I can think of is that character does look like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar a little bit. <laughs> but, I, but I enjoyed all that. And, you know, one of my favorite things about the episode, it's a very little thing, but if you know my sense of humor uh, and if you know me, She's got, a, she's got a damn ostrich in the pet shop. Yeah. <laughs> and she's what got a frog sitting on her head like most of the scenes, too. I'm a, well, the frog on the head seems normal until I see an ostrich run out of I'm like, where is she keeping that ostrich at? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why that made me laugh, but it made me, I had to rewind it and go back and look. I'm like, was that an ostrich that just ran out of there? So, um, But she was pretty comical. She was very over the top, the pet store owner. But um, I enjoyed the 
design and movement of the cityscape in this? Mm-hmm. Is it still Tijuana or they go somewhere else? They no, this is a, this is a different place. This okay. Did they go to Mars? What? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they go to hyperspace near Mars. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. and I, speaking of that hyperspace, I I really like the that gates, concept. The and the are gates cool. are really yeah. neat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They are. As a matter of fact, it kind of reminded me of something I watched in a movie that you guys are going to review soon. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe very soon. That. Yeah. <laughs> then I watched this past week with my son, and I was like, "Wow, that's kind of weird." Everybody loves these gates. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, no, I, I enjoyed this episode quite. It's a different feel than episode one, um, but I'm okay with that. And again, I know nothing about three through the rest, but I'm kind of excited that if everything has a little bit more of a just of enough different of a feel, it's like these almost like these little short films mm-hmm. instead of this overarching uh, kind of huge arc that the story has to go through which i'm sure is there as well but um i'm really kind of surprised too at how much story is here usually with most japanimation stuff or anime i always feel like it's more style than substance uh, that's just me i know brad probably feels that way about italian cinema um <laughs> and, i mean i just think people feel that way they you know you either get it or you don't and it that's just the way it is and i think that's always been my problem with anime is that it's always felt like i see that stuff and i'm just like you know, I mean, Ultraman looks amazing, but the minute sometimes, and don't get me wrong, I'm not making fun of Ultraman. You better but, not be. I will no, not allow but, it. But then when, you know, you watch Ultraman in action sometimes with the camera cranked up or slowed down and everything else, and you're, you're watching, you're kind of like, oh, he looks kind of silly now. But, uh, you know, he looks really cool when he shows up. Um, I, 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 I enjoy, I, I said this when I did the Iron Giant with you guys, but the hand-drawn animation, it, it just, it really works for me. And, there's something about the kind of like, for lack of a better term, the herky jerkiness of the action that kind of works for me uh, very well here. Like if it was really fluid, I don't know. It's a weird thing to say, but I, I feel like if it was like CGI, I don't know if I'd be into it as much. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Um, so can I, can I make Can I confess some things to you guys? The uh, two, okay. epi- you, the you, two can, ep- you can confess whatever you want to confess <laughs> okay. to me. Troy. The point is, you're going to put this out. Do you want it on the internet, so, though? Yeah. <laughs> so, so the two episode thing was based on one and two of this show because I was like, "Well, do we do like three episodes?" And you know, because that's like an hour of your time a week or whatever. But I was like thinking about the structure of the show, and I thought, "Well, one and two are so different from each other. It really gives the viewer a chance to see just how." each episode can vary from one to the other. And I think it's a perfect culmination of how this show goes on. It's hard to expect what comes next. Like you all don't have any idea what episode three is about. And you couldn't even guess, like you can't even guess what's going to happen in number three because one and two are so different. Well, I think I I can guess one thing. So I, I will say that now I like the story. Okay. And and how each one of them ends. But in the first two episodes, he doesn't get his guy. So in the first episode, there's a surprise. In the second episode, there's a comical surprise. And so I'm hoping that not every episode has that same joke. Well, the first one's not a joke. The first one's much more of a tragedy, whereas the second one is a joke. But from a story perspective, it kind of ends the same. 
Um, they're just tonally two different ways of an ending. And I'm yeah. hoping that just, that isn't like a, a through line through each thing. Cause that, yeah. I think that could get old. Agreed. But the, the plot to get there, you have, you, you can't, you can't even guess because it, the one and two are so different from oh, each other. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that was my goal with, with this setup is I wanted you guys to watch number one and then I want you to watch number two. And if you can, if you are okay with the tonal shift between one and two, then you're good to go for the rest of the series. Like I, I have no, no fear that you're not going to enjoy the rest of the series. Oh, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm sold. I'm buying the t-shirt. I'm ready to go. <laughs> buying that's you're buying the stock like 22 years too late though, Troy, the it's already, you know, it's all yeah, right. For, for the record, I'm watching this on Hulu, but I've enjoyed the first two episodes so much. I'll probably end up buying the blue right now. <laughs> it's on sale. It's there sickness. It, it, it tends to be on sale. Yeah. Of course my phone tells me because you know, my phone listens to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so any parting thoughts for the first two episodes where, what, what, what stood out to you, I guess the most. Uh, Troy, you go first. So here's, here's one question and it's a question for me. So we watched or I watched this, uh, the same day that I watched final fantasy, the spirits within, and I watched that film first big mistake. Yeah. So I'm spending two hours with a very drab gray looking CGI film. And when this thing comes along, I mean, it pops and I, I was loving it. So I would 100% just off of two episodes recommend like jump in. I, th I think it's going to be super fun. I love the characters. I love that they're borrowing other pop elements, but it's unique and it makes it its own. So even though you can look at this and go, oh, that kind of reminds me of Firefly or that kind of reminds me of Desperado um, or it kind of reminds me of any Hollywood chase sequence or something of that nature, you know, in the second episode, there's enough uniqueness there's enough style and man, the music, even in the second one is really fun. And it, and it's different too. Uh, not just the theme song, but you know, the stuff they're playing throughout the whole thing. I mean, I was this close after the first two episodes going, I think I'm going to buy, I guess there's a couple <laughs> of soundtracks to this thing. Yeah. I, I'm like, I want to go buy them all. Um, but I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it after two episodes and I'm ready to jump into three and four. And the other thing I like about it is it's world building um, there's self-contained stories, uh, you know, kind of like Sammy said, you, you can watch two by itself and have a lot of fun with it, even before watching one. Although I, I think in the grand scheme of things, that first sequence in one might throw you off a little bit, but, um, no, I, I love the fact that it's a self-contained episode, but in the background, it looks like they're slowly world building and there's, there's something kind of happening in the background uh, because the dog, the fact that, you know, the dog stays with them at the end, I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, so I like that they're kind of taking their time, but at the same time, these episodes, I feel like once I'm done with it, I can go, well, I like episode eight. That was a lot of fun. I'm going to just go watch that. And I don't have to watch like the whole thing to, to enjoy that episode. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. I'm, I'm ready for three and four. Okay. Sammy, what about you? Uh, I'm pretty much on the same page as Troy. Uh, I really like the stylization and the music and, and the mixture of those two things. The ideas, it's it's a bit over the top, but not too far over the top, uh, which I also quite enjoy. I actually, got to be honest with you, I kind of expected it to be 
like most uh, animation I see, even something I really like, like Akira, which is a great film, but it really goes places. I mean, you get to that end sequence in Akira. Nobody can sit there and tell me <laughs> that it isn't just like, let's just see how far we can take it. Yeah, that's a good except point. For the, yeah. Except for the guy who created Overfiend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I was like, let's see how far we can take this. But uh, no, I, 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 I'm in. I, I happen to love shows where there's a team, be it one or two folks, or even just a single character that get into a different mishap every week and adventure. I, I happen to love that. Uh, it goes all the way back to my growing up watching Star Trek with my parents and then, you know, them going to, you know, a different area all the time. But even shows that, you know, have called followings, I'm assuming, I know Troy does, but I'm assuming Brad likes Briscoe County Jr. as well. I mean, these shows, they, they I don't know, they, they spark something in me. Uh, this sense of adventure, this swashbuckling aspect. Um, it's not so much with swords and things, but you know what I mean? It's just, I, I, I like that. They're just, they're getting into things. And uh, so I just, it's one of those things where I just can't wait to see where they go next. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. I can't wait to watch three and four. I almost watched them today. Cause I, I work from home today, but I, so I almost watched them today, but um, I had, I watched something else instead. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm I'm really happy to go kind of on this journey with you guys because I am taking my time and watching the episodes with you all and, and trying not to keep going as much as I wanted to over the weekend. Um, watch like eight or nine of them. And I know we've talked about binging stuff, but I've I've seen these and it's like I just want to keep going because I I like where it goes. Um, so for next week. We will be talking about episode three, which is Honky Talk Woman, and episode four, which is uh, Gateway Shuffle. Troy, I'll give you one word with a hyphen in it, because I know you're playing Final Fantasy VII right now. Eco-terrorists. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I still so, haven't seen a giant chicken yet. I'm on the lookout, oh, though. It's a goddamn chocobo, Troy. It's okay. a chocobo. <laughs> Jesus. Chocobo, man. Christ. Chocolate bot. Uh, Got it. <laughs> Chocolate bot. Uh, Sammy, for people who don't know you and your wonderful show that has like a thousand episodes, <laughs> give them the yeah. elevator pitch for Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema. Oh, yeah. The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema uh, around the internet, sometimes known as the GGTMC, is just a great place to come listen to a couple guys talk about movies from the past and the present. And just about every country on the face of the earth, I would say it's a it's a podcast for people who love movies. If you love movies, then you'd be fine listening to us. I will say I love your podcast, but like Troy, it's like oh, I need to buy this, I need to buy that, I need to get this. Yeah, you I made me buy a Nightmare Alley this week. I listened to you and Todd. I'm like, dude, I gotta watch this film. So jump on Amazon. Here comes the Blu-ray. Way to go. <laughs> If it makes you feel any better. I end up, I, I buy stuff while I'm recording a lot of times. <laughs> good. I, I, I talk myself it, into stuff. <laughs> as long as it's not Italian, then I'm good. I'll, I'll skip it. So, well, yeah, there's a lot of Italian films talked about. There's actually yes. uh, one next week we'll be talking about. Is it weird though? Like, I don't like Italian films, but I kind of like listening to people talk about them because I, no. I, I always love when people appreciate things that I don't like. Yeah. 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 When I don't understand things, or I don't get things, but I hear other people talk about that genre and it's like, 
I can never appreciate it on this level, but I'm glad Sammy can. I'm glad Troy can, but I just can't. But I, I do enjoy listening to people who do. So, yeah. Troy, what about our other podcast, Not a Bomb? Can you can you give us the summation of what our podcast is about? Well, we go out and find all the movies that bombed at the box office or maybe the critics sort of tore into, and we reevaluate them and see if they deserve a second chance. So we just finished Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, and we are getting ready to talk about my pick, which is Titan AE. So I'm I'm super excited to talk about that one. Yeah, um, we are not a review podcast for the guy who I had another guy reach out and just like, hey, it takes you too long to get to the reviews. I'm like, we don't review. You have to have context <laughs> first, guy. OK, we, anyway. we review them. I just I, I think if uh, somebody actually gave uh, me a, and you a compliment the other day and it was they like the fact that before we talk about the film, we contextualize what was going on at the time of the film. So I, I do think people forget about this. And, and this is why I like the GGTMC too, because Sammy and Todd, they are very good. Um, you know, they, they talked about Bruce Lee's uh, The Big Boss this week, as well as Nightmare Alley. And you couldn't pick two more different films, but I think the important thing about film is kind of understanding the time period that they came out and what was going on. Why did it bomb? I mean, um, Iron Giant is a great example of that thing should have never bombed. But when you go back and look at what it was up against that year, it should have never been released that year. Uh, and and it is a fascinating story to see how a studio, you know, what they did with that property afterwards or some properties that, you know, studios just kind of threw to the wayside and all of a sudden they found some love in some other direction. So I was happy to hear somebody kind of appreciate what we were trying to do was, hey, add a little history, contextualize it before you get into your review or even your thoughts of it because discussion. Know, yeah. Your discussion. I mean, that's, that is having an understanding of where this thing was birthed uh, sometimes can help you understand. I don't like, I don't like hearing you say the word. Birth. <laughs> well, I do not like it. It was, it was nice to hear that because you're right. We do get a lot of people who are going, man, I, I skipped an hour cause I wanted to get to what you guys thought of it. And I'm like, that's cool. Hey, if you want to do that. Awesome. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there. I'm like, Hey, I, I want to hear this part of it. And then, um, you know, I'm done with the rest of it. But uh, at the end of the day, it's like the personalities. You want to hear somebody talk because it sounds like you're walking through like the VHS yeah. Files podcast. I love them because it, it makes me feel like I'm walking through a video store with a bunch of friends. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is our uh, first episode of Not A Bomb Watches. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, we hope you check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema. If you are coming and just listening to this because Sammy is on it, maybe stick around. The water's very nice. Um you know, we, we have like 61 other episodes you can go and listen to. Um, they're not bad. They're not bad. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. We're a little biased, but they're not bad. Uh, Speed racer episodes. Very good. Same. He was on that one as well. Yeah. So well, uh, that's not any bad either. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. Iron giant episodes. Pretty good. Yeah. I like that one. That was, that was solid. <laughs> I like it. It was tight. Apparently, apparently our chopping mall is like our most popular uh, episode. So go and yeah. check that one out. You're always amazed to find out what your most popular episode is. Uh, Showgirls is awesome. So anyway, um, but yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, we will sign off and see you next week. I can't say I can't do three, two, one. Let's jam because that would be beginning the show. So and I don't know how they end on the Cowboy Bebop ends on a very sad song. Like I don't the ending song isn't as good as the isn't as good as Tank. So anyway, so Troy, Sammy, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you.